The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Did you know that relaxation is all in your mind? That's right. By applying various techniques of mindfulness, you can practice relaxation anywhere and anytime, whether it's at home, work, or at play. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio with host Leah Brenda Smith. Our program is all about recovering your common sense. Now, here's health and wellness specialist Leah Brenda Smith. Hello. You are listening to Come Back to Your Senses Radio, and I am your host, Leah Brenda Smith. Inviting listeners from Voice America Variety and the listeners from Project Freedom Radio to sit back and relax. Welcome to Practical Meditation for Daily Life. I know some people, they think the word meditation, well, it kind of conjures up these pictures of a bearded man sitting cross-legged, perhaps in front of the entrance of a cave or on a high mountaintop. And we're climbing the mountain and reaching him, that that's part of our persistent journey, our journey to self-fulfillment and self-empowerment. And then once we find him, we ask, what is the meaning of life? Or how do we achieve peace in ourselves and in our lives? Then this all-knowing man tells us the answers the answers are inside ourself, and then tells us to go and contemplate. Now, I am certainly not a wise woman sitting on a mountain. I'm just like you. I'm involved in my life and my work, and always seeking more serenity and calm. I'm still learning and growing, and using meditation as a guide on my journey. So I invite you to take this journey for yourself, to use meditation to find the answers to your own questions. I so appreciate my morning meditation practice. I get up every morning, not always the same time. Sometimes it's as early as 5 or 5.30. Sometimes it's as late as 7 or 7.30. But I go and sit in my meditation chair, and I'm so happy to start the day that way. The term meditation really refers to a very broad variety of practices. They range from techniques designed to promote relaxation, and others are to contact your spiritual guides or to build internal energy for receiving psychic visions. Some practices are for getting closer to God, seeing past lives, or even taking taking astral journeys. 
Now, the overly generic description of meditation as simply a relaxation technique is not quite accurate. It would be more fitting to think of meditation as more of an umbrella term for an array of principles and practices that you can use at different times to produce different results depending on the needs and the desires that you have. There are other practices that are shaman, shaman lucid dreaming practices and concentration, contemplation, visualizations, hypnotherapy, aromatherapy, chakra clearing, that was a little more like the meditation we did in last week's show, kundalini meditation, breathing exercise, training in unbending intent or mindfulness, some people do vision questing meditations, or chi building exercises. And all of these are to develop different aspects of yourself, all tuning more deeply into the inner. Meditation is an inwardly oriented practice most of the time, which individuals do alone or with groups. And there are some forms of meditation which are walking meditations, moving, talking, eating, or even working meditations, which are more akin to those in advanced meditations in Zen. Some practices use prayer beads or other ritual objects to help them keep track of or to remind the meditator about some special aspect of their particular training. And then there are other traditions where meditation is just simply a way of life. And as the years go by, the devotee continues to go deeper and deeper into practices in such a way that their whole life becomes totally devoted and focused on daily spiritual practices of meditation. Some tribes use chanting or drumming as the focus of their meditation practice. And that may be performed by the whole tribe altogether. You know, the dervishes were known to twirl for hours and sometimes even days on end, dancing while chanting their devotional prayers inside. So this is truly not the practical meditation for daily life that we will be talking about today. But just as a beginning, I wanted to give you a feel for, I guess, the all-encompassing historical and cultural associations to this vast subject, and this is a very vast subject, from very simple techniques of just closing your eyes and taking a few deep breaths to much more complicated and intricate, intricate practices that help integrate all of the aspects of yourself and reach very high states of consciousness. So with the fast pace and the demands of our modern daily life, many of you feel stressed and overworked. And 
I can understand that it often feels like there's not enough time in the day to get everything done. Our stress and our tiredness make us at times unhappy, impatient, and frustrated. And sometimes, certainly, this stress affects our health. We're often too busy. We feel that there's no time to stop and meditate. But meditation actually gives you more time by making your mind calmer and more focused. A simple 10 or 15 minute breathing meditation can help you overcome your stress and also help you find some inner peace and balance. Meditation can also help you to understand your own mind. You can learn how to transform your mind from negative to positive, from disturbed to peaceful, from unhappy to happy. And overcoming, overcoming the tendencies towards negative thinking and helping you to cultivate constructive thoughts, positive thoughts. This is really the purpose of transforming meditations that are found in the Buddhist traditions. And many of the spiritual practices of meditation are there so you can enjoy the benefits throughout the day, not just while you're seated in meditation. So meditation is like one of those gifts that just keeps giving. You start off your day with meditation and that peace that you experience during meditation can carry you through your day. You know, I've heard many people say that they're not able to meditate. Many people, even recently, people have said that to me. And I think that largely it has to do with those chaotic thoughts in the mind. And when I talk further with people, I often discover that They have ideas about meditation that are really just getting in the way of being able to just sit and settle into the practice. When you cultivate a meditation practice, there's so many techniques to choose from. And what to practice and what to do will really depend on what's really motivating you to meditate. If you simply want a little less stress in your life, then you don't need to go into a deep, complex practice of meditation. But if you are seeking spiritual awakening, then, you know, a 10-minute practice in the morning really isn't going to be sufficient. So it's good to ask yourself, really, what's your motivation? What are you trying to glean from meditation? And it may be that you start off looking for stress relief, stress release, and a little relaxation, and then find that in starting there and beginning to feel the benefits and the ease and feeling confident in being able to meditate, that you may then switch your focus and want to go more deeply into meditation and what's available as you contact, if you like, higher levels of consciousness. Regardless of what you choose, as with all things we learn, it's really persistence and patience. 
and through the practice of meditation that you'll discover the sense of freedom. Freedom from those everyday worries and freedom, free to just experience joy in the moment without the bothers and thoughts that seem to rumble around inside. Meditation does quiet the mind. It takes you beyond your doubt, anxiety, judgments, and beyond your mental conditioning. It is a state of consciousness beyond the ordinary waking state. Through meditation, you can come to understand and experience the center of your own consciousness, which is within you. And those shift in consciousness, it's like things we've spoken about before, those themes of the beta to the alpha, to the theta, to the delta, states of consciousness. Now, meditation is not a religion. Although it does play a large part in all the world's religions, all the wisdom traditions, and it's used to enrich the spiritual experience. Yet meditation can be seen as a science, which simply means that it has defined principles and that there's a specific process which is followed and that the benefits or the results that it produces can be measured and can be verified, and those are the criteria for it to be seen as a science. The practice of meditation is certainly a practice of clearing the mind and allowing it to become relaxed and inwardly focused. It's a state of restful awareness. Your mind is clear and you're fully awake and aware. But your mind is not focused on the external environment or any of the events that are happening around you. You're cultivating or growing an, an inner world, an, an inner state that is still, which allows your mind to slip into silence and when this stillness happens and the mind falls silent, then the mind no longer distracts you and your meditation deepens. And as a general comment, I think that that is really the base of what's going on with people when they say that they can't meditate. Is I think it's really a comment on that they haven't found the way to quiet their mind. And sometimes it just takes the practice and the persistence to have the dedication and the commitment to sit and go through those initial stages with meditation. Your mind, if you're committed and you do it consistently, your mind will catch on and realize that you're serious about your endeavors and will come and align with you if you like. Really, in, in our modern world, we're not educated in how to look within. All of our educational practices are focused on examining the external world. So we have remained really, we really don't know ourselves. We're, in ways, we're strangers to really our true nature. 
there's a whole vast parts of our mind that just go unknown. Yet we all have this deep reservoir within us. Our subconscious mind really remains a mystery, yet it has so much useful information for us. And often this lack of connected with our connection with our inner world really results in confusion, doubt, and disappointment. And these attributes often play a major role in people's lives. It's been said that the whole of the body is in the mind. But the mind is not in the whole of the body. It's only through the awareness which arises in meditation that we can really develop control over the mind. You can just think of that as discipline, mindfulness. Having the mind align with your true purpose. So to reach the goal of meditation, which is to go beyond the mind and experience your true nature, obviously the biggest obstacle is your mind. That's what really stands between you and pure awareness. And this is the reason why you often hear of the mind referred to as the monkey mind and why the practice of training the mind is compared to that of like training a puppy. Just like the puppy resists and the mind resists the efforts to control it. You could say the mind has a mind of its own. But it's the uncontrolled mind that causes us to only experience daydreams or visions and fantasies instead of having a genuine experience of meditation, dropping deeply. Some people speak of that as dropping into the, the gap. That space between thoughts is where pure consciousness is. I was watching a uh, show on uh, the own, the Oprah station. She was um, interviewing Deepak Chopra. And he talked about something called the stop method, which I thought was terrific and wanted to just pass this on to you. It's just a little exercise that you can do. And it certainly helps you to cultivate that awareness of being able to watch your experience and watch the mind start to get some distance between you and your erratic thinking, if you like. So it's called STOP, which means uh, the acronym is S-T-O-P, or STOP, STOP. T, take a breath. O, observe. And P, proceed. Stop, take a breath, observe, and proceed. So anytime you have a problem or you're in a state of, Deepak calls it contracted awareness, and that contracted state is a state that influences your perceptions, your expectations, your assumptions, your beliefs, and your feelings. So when you notice yourself having a problem, 
you want to question and evaluate your perceptions and your expectations, your assumptions, your beliefs and your feelings. So you want to go to your feelings. Just remember, stop. So when you notice that you're feeling uneasy, you could stop. And take a few moments to evaluate what's really going on. Take a few deep breaths. And that will help you to transform your mood. Then observe the sensations in your body and the images in your mind. And then proceed with kindness and compassion. And as you move into the higher level of awareness, the solutions to whatever was troubling you will just start to emerge for you because it will take you out of that contracted state and put you into a more expanded state. So you can use this technique as a simple approach really to mindfulness, to becoming more aware. It doesn't take much time. And you can do it anytime throughout the day, even when you're waiting in a lineup for something, or even anytime that you remember to do it. You can certainly do that while you're doing some other activity. And it just helps you to cultivate that awareness, to cultivate your own witness consciousness in your own inner world, or as some might say, your own inner sanctuary. Meditation is a commitment, and really what you're doing is committing to yourself. It's, it's committing to a practice. It's not a ritual, really, or a ceremony. It's not about forcing the mind to be quiet, which is certainly a pitfall, I suppose, because you can't really do meditation that way. It's just a process of letting go and discovering the quietness that's always present, kind of behind the scene of your internal dialogue. And meditation requires a certain discipline, and there is a need for consistency just like when you're learning to play a musical instrument or to paint a picture. If you want to reach the level where creativity can flow naturally through you, then you need to practice. Practice the technique until you can let go of the technique. And it's good to remember that that quietness, that stillness, it's always present all the time. And just behind behind the internal dialogue, you could think of that like of the sun on a cloudy day, <laughs> that even when there are clouds in the sky, that behind the clouds, the sun is there. And just like your thoughts are like the clouds clouding up your mind, but behind that, the clarity is there. I noticed that myself uh, in terms of my breathing in my morning meditation, when I first start doing my meditation and Sometimes it takes a few minutes to really go into a deep, deeper breathing pattern. And I notice that as if the more shallow breathing is like the clouds in the sky or the chatter in the mind. And then I have become aware of the shifting point, the point where I drop from that breathing and I feel that more extended, deeper breath calling me underneath the shallower breath. It's beautiful, beautiful. 
to be welcomed into that inner world like that. Meditation is really freedom from that, you know, the endless noise and distraction inside your head. It allows you to take, it allows you really to experience what's really going on around you without reacting to it. A meditation practice can bring you the freedom to experience really who you are, free from the thoughts, the thoughts that are from the conditioning. And as you continue to practice, then you can continue to feel that inner contentment and joy. I've really noticed that for myself, Um, that feeling of just stillness, just being content, not for a reason, just contentment itself, not because of something, not because something good happened, but just as a state of being, a kind of inner contentment. And this really gives us relief, gives us respite really from our hectic day, our, you know, fast-paced lives. And it's not really escape from the world, but it's a a place where you can greet the world or interact with the world from a foundation of inner peace inside of yourself. That you can bring the attributes of meditation to your daily activities, which will have a wonderful effect on people around you and the activities that you're involved in that you find yourself being more present, which always gives you more time to respond to what goes on around you rather than just reacting to it. And cultivating a meditation practice is really a great way to help you to, on the one hand, expose unproductive habits and reflexes inside of yourself rather than reacting to them and can really lead to inner balance and harmony and freedom. Imagine freedom from the inside out, from the inside out to be free. So let's just talk about some of these myths of meditation. As an example, meditation is simply letting your mind go blank. But proper meditation techniques involve tuning your attention inward and focusing your mind to a place where you're connected to the source and to to your universal self. Now, you may go quieter. You may go to a quiet, quiet place during meditation. But the real purpose of meditation is actually to tune into yourself more. And then by tuning into yourself, you'll be able to reap the benefits of meditation, which include, you know, connecting to those higher aspects of yourselves, the universal energy, the unified field, behind the thoughts, the deeper self. Another myth of meditation is that it's a form of avoidance, but really meditation is the opposite of that. Because while you're clearing your mind from distractions, 
you're not running away from your problems or fears or whatever holds you back or whatever you're concerned with in life. But the practice of meditation, because it helps you to focus, it can help you to gain clarity about kind of how to handle the issues that you may be struggling with. Some people think meditation is about sitting cross-legged and saying, Om. Now, some meditation techniques do, you do do them in the lotus position. And there are a lot of meditations that you do, you're not required to sit cross-legged at all. And Om is one mantra of many, many mantras. There are many mantras used in meditation techniques, and they really originate from ancient seed sounds. Uh, Here's another myth. Meditation is for people who are religious. And this is certainly a common myth, but one of the many benefits of meditation is connecting to source energy, and some people call that God. However, you certainly do not need to be religious to heal or to empower yourself through meditation. Some say that meditation is difficult to learn, but in reality, anyone and everyone can learn to meditate, even little children. Even your dear old grandma. You can be young, you can be old, active, inactive, disabled, male, female. Everyone deserves to have this opportunity in their life to connect in a deep way within their own being. We're all connected on a spiritual level, and we can all reach a better understanding of ourselves and of society when we tune in. Here's another myth that meditation solves all problems. Now, there are clearly benefits, benefits of meditating. And at the same time, we shouldn't see meditation as a cure for disease or that it's going to totally change an individual's complete personality. Meditation techniques can give you tools and give you a path to follow to improve your life. But it doesn't mean that every person who meditates and listens to their inner self acts upon it. That's another story. And it's up to each of us individually to not just listen and tune in, but to also follow the guidance that comes forward from our greater self and from our own inner connection. Some people think that meditation is only an Eastern practice, and clearly it's often associated with Buddhism and thought to be an Eastern practice, but it's becoming very popular in mainstream mainstream society in the West. And because meditation techniques are not limited to any religion or culture or geographic location, anyone, everyone in the world can practice daily meditation. And people all over the world do practice daily meditation. 
And another myth is that meditation is the same thing as relaxation. Now, meditation certainly increases your ability to relax and become a calmer person. And it's not just a matter of thinking blank thoughts and letting your mind wander. There are certainly proven studies that meditation techniques, they not only soothe your mind, but they also connect you to your higher self and the greater energy field, which connects all of us. Meditation, it's great. It's kind of one of those techniques that gets better and better the more you practice it, yeah, the more and the more consistently and frequently you practice. So daily meditation gives you peace of mind without a tranquilizer. And unlike a tranquilizer, the peace of mind that we get from meditation does not fade away. It lasts for good in some corner of the innermost recesses of an aspiring heart. And that's a quote from Sri Chimnoy. So, as you begin your meditation practice and or continue with the practice you already have, it's good to create a place in your home where you can meditate, a calm space for yourself. And if you live with other folks, let them know that that's your space and just let people know when you go to do your meditation so that you aren't uh, interrupted. It may take a few tries at first, but whoever you live with will get on board and realize you're serious about it. And it's good to know that if you find yourself, you know, nodding off or falling asleep while you're meditating, that that's fine. If your body's needing more sleep, it's fine. Just let yourself rest. But if you find that every time you meditate you're falling asleep, then maybe really what you need is more sleep at night time. And maybe you could find a different time of the day to do your meditation. Morning meditation's terrific. You know, just go to your meditation spot when you first get out of bed. You know, before you take a shower, get involved with anything. Some people just sit up in bed and do their meditation. I get out of bed and actually sit in the chair to do mine. And in the afternoon, it's a good thing you could take 10 minutes and just do a take a meditation break. If you work in an office, you can just shut the door. A lot of people do their meditation on the bus, even when they're commuting, which is also a, a, a great, great way to do that. I find myself, I, I often will just do a meditation if I'm waiting for an appointment somewhere, or I'll just sit down, just close my eyes. Simple, simple. People just see you resting. No one can really see what's going on in the inner. Hmm. And also late in the day, kind of around five or six, or depending on what your schedule is before you eat dinner as a way of kind of uh, closing off that part of the day before you enter your evening. And again, you could just try 10 or 20 minutes of, of quiet time just for yourself and to see that this may really enhance your your evening at home with your family or with your partner or even with yourself. Because really the more often that you make time for meditation, 
then the less it'll feel like a chore or something on your to-do list. You know, I really look forward to my meditation. It's such a beautiful experience. And sure, every time I meditate, it's different. Sometimes the mind is quieter than others. Sometimes I fall into the gap with tremendous ease. And and other times, it's not that it's hard or difficult. It's just that it's not as easy as some other days. But still well worth the experience, regardless of the quality, if you like, of the meditation. As long as you're meditating, you're receiving benefit. Let's just talk a minute about what transcendental meditation is. It's something that was introduced to the West by Maharishi Mahashyogi, and I, I started transcendental meditation when I was 17. And millions of people have uh, practiced this. It's practiced uh, certainly a common practice in the West, and it's been studied, and there's been a lot of information about the changes in your physiology from meditation. Basically, with transcendental meditation, often referred to as TM, the meditator just sits with their eyes closed and concentrates on a, on a syllable or a word or a mantra for 20 minutes, twice a day. And when thoughts or feelings arise, then the attention's just brought back to the mantra. i just review again something we spoke about in an earlier show on um, the self-regulating of attention. And I'll just use the example of a mantra meditation here. You could also think of it the same way if you were thinking of a breathing meditation. So you uh, focus on the mantra. And naturally, at some point, your attention will wander from the mantra. Then just acknowledge the current focus of your attention, and then redirect your attention back to the mantra. You focus on the mantra. The attention wanders from the mantra. You acknowledge wherever your attention has gone, and then just redirect your attention back to the mantra. The same way with breathing. Focus on the breath, The attention wanders from the breath. Acknowledge where your attention has gone. And then redirect your attention back to the breath. That would be very simple meditation to do, either with a mantra or with breathing. Very simple to do. And mindfulness meditation really comes out of a Buddhist tradition. And psychologist John Kabat-Zinn has really uh, popularized, if you like, mindfulness meditation. And he's brought it into medical settings as well. In formal, formal mindfulness practice, the meditator sits with their eyes closed and focuses their attention on the sensations and the movement of the breath for approximately 45 to 60 minutes at a time, at least once a day. That's formal mindfulness meditation. But informal mindfulness practice just involves bringing your awareness to every activity in daily life. So wandering thoughts or distracting feelings, you just notice them. 
without resisting them or reacting to them, and then they just float by. (laughs) The essence, really, of mindfulness meditation is not what one focuses on, but rather the quality of the awareness of the meditator and how you can bring a heightened quality of awareness to the moment. Mindfulness meditation. And cleansing breath meditation is really, really a simple breathing technique. And you can use this just to relieve acute stress. Just find a comfortable position. Really, you can do this standing up or sitting down. Take in a breath, and on the exhalation, just let out a sound. Take in a breath, and let out a sound. Take in a breath, and let out a sound. This is a really quick and effective little technique you can use for yourself. You know, for those times when you feel like you need to let off a little steam, so on the exhalation you can just let that energy go. Another simple meditation you can even do with another person, which would be like a matching breath meditation. You could just simply start to breathe Breathe in a similar pattern to the other individual. And then once you've established the same breathing pattern, then slowly, one breath at a time, you begin to expand your breathing. And then, once the breathing rhythm is matched with the other person, the person will automatically start to breathe more deeply. You could also use this type of thing with someone that really has a very, very low stimulation and you want to increase their heart rate. Do the same thing, except rather than slowing the breathing down, you could increase the rate of the breathing. And then, uh, I guess a more advanced type of breathing, again, a very simple breathing technique, is you can focus on your breathing. You inhale. You can hold it to a count, let's say, of three. And then exhale to the count of three. Inhale breath to the count of three. Hold the breath for a count of three. And exhale the breath to a count of three. Or whatever length of breath is comfortable for you. You could use three, you could use seven, whatever works for you. Another little technique you can use if you're highly agitated would just be to put your hands on your chest, find your heartbeat, put your focus and your attention on your heart rate, and you'll notice by doing that, just by focusing your awareness, that your heart rate will automatically begin to slow down and return to normal. And you could do a simple relaxation meditation just by putting your hands on yourself anywhere, just lay down and put your hands on yourself somewhere. and That would be a simple meditation for you to do as well. So now I'd, I really welcome you to, to sit comfortably and 
I'm just going to take you through a little guided meditation, a, a healing meditation, just to relax and heal the body and the mind and the soul. You're going to sit comfortably. Close your eyes if you like and start to imagine your body is slowly filling, filling with light. Starting from your feet and slowly moving upwards. And as the light is moving up, up in your body, Feel that this light is relaxing your muscles and relaxing your mind. Feel the light moving upward until your entire body is filled with light. Every muscle of your body is feeling relaxed. Get a sense that your body is light, radiating light, shining out all around you, shining through your eyes. And feel yourself directing that light towards any area of your body that might feel uncomfortable. Maybe you have pain somewhere. And just send some extra light to this area in your body. Filling, filling the body with light in the places where there's discomfort or holding. And feel that you're shining a loving, healing light to those areas and feel them filling with light. Radiate your shining light to your body, filling your mental body, your physical body, your emotional body with warm, warm healing light. And now feel that, that light radiating from you, that healing light radiating from you and radiating into the world. And then begin to feel that this healing light is returning, returning you to health and returning you to vitality. Acknowledging that perfect health is available to you and through you right now. Perfect health, perfect vitality, perfect light. Beautiful. And then when you feel comfortable, you can open your eyes. There's just a simple example of a guided meditation. You can create your own types of meditation for yourself to lay down, and you may want to start 
focusing at your feet and move up through your body, filling your body with light or allowing yourself to relax and let go. Some people do a kind of uh, tensing their muscles and relaxing their muscles as a way to help move them into a deeper state of relaxation. There's so many options and so many choices. But clearly, meditation teaches us just to slow down and greet each moment as it comes so we can awaken to the present moment. And when we open our minds and our hearts to our own experience, then this presence naturally extends to everyone around us and will fill whatever activity we're involved in. And your body will also benefit from meditation because naturally as the mind relaxes, so does the body. You know, meditation lightens your experience because when our minds are open, then there's more creativity and more space. And challenges that seem to be there previously seem to lessen or solutions just naturally arise into our mind. We feel more centered and more grounded and more balanced. And we have that sense of inner stability, feeling like we're in the flow and experiencing joy. You know, every day, every day, every moment we're making decisions and we're making a lot of them all the time. And oftentimes, you know, we're making decisions unconsciously. But as we practice meditation, then we begin to create space between our thoughts. And with that space, that's where our awareness grows, which really gives us the opportunity to feel in our body, to feel and to be in our senses and to be able to sense our own reality, sense from that inner place. It helps you to really deepen your awareness by tapping into your subconscious mind and to your intuition. And one of the most important benefits, I guess, of meditation is really really cultivating loving kindness and forgiveness and compassion that you first extend to yourself and then naturally expand and share with people around you. You increase your appreciation and gratitude and love in the world. And you approach your life more mindfully without judgment and your heart begins to open. So through regular meditation, your psychological well-being is increased and that has to do with self-acceptance and self-confidence, your independence, your own personal growth. You'll notice a positive reflection in your relationships and it may have more of a sense of purpose in your life. People say, too, that it improves your cognitive functioning. And that's certainly true. They have done studies in the Journal of Alzheimer's on Alzheimer's disease. They've done studies where they've had taken people through meditation practices and noticed, noticed a difference in their cognition and in their memory. And just really for people that suffer from depression, 
having a greater sense of ease and joy and well-being. You know, uh, one time I was at a seminar with Gurudev, the Karpala yoga man, Amrit Desai, and a student in the group. We were doing a program called Awakening the Inner Healer, and a student in the group got up and asked a question of Gurudev and said, Gurudev, what is the best meditation practice? And he said, the best meditation practice is the one that you do. (laughs) Really all meditation has benefit. There's great, great opportunities in any meditation practice you would pick up and adopt. Gurudev went on to say that oftentimes what happens is people, they try one meditation practice and after a little while, just when it really starts working and sometimes you can tell that a practice is working because it starts kind of unearthing your unconsciousness or your unwanted behaviors, if you like, or thought patterns. It on purpose goes and brings them up to the surface to to help you to free yourself. So he used the example of people, they try one meditation and just as it starts working on them, they get a little uncomfortable and they go, I don't like this meditation and they'll go and try another meditation and the same thing, just when it starts working, (laughs) they'll say, I don't like that and go try another meditation. So in the final analysis, uh, Guru Dev said, better to dig one well 10 feet deep than to dig 10 wells one foot deep. So really encourage you to find a practice that will work for you. Something that you feel comfortable with. It doesn't matter what it is. Begin there and stay with that. Let yourself go more deeply into a meditation practice so that you can receive the benefits. Remember, patience, consistency, having a regular practice. I find doing it like in the morning when I first wake up, the same time frame when I wake up, not necessarily the same time on the clock, has really helped me because my mind doesn't even think or consider anything other than taking me to my meditation chair. There's so much available to us and for us through a consistent daily meditation practice. I promise it will make your world and your life a happier place and that it will also bring great benefits to the people around you in your life. I really appreciate this opportunity to come to my senses and help you to come back to your senses and to be here every week and share techniques with you that can help you to improve your life, that can help you to go more deeply within, within to discover really the truth of who you are. The inner world is so vast and it's always there calling us forward. So remember, it really is just about just underneath that confusion and chaos of the level of the mind is that inner world waiting for you. I thank you for tuning in and listening to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. I'm your ever, ever grateful host, Leah Brenda Smith. 
And I look forward to speaking with you next week when we'll talk about uh, accentuating the positive. I'm sure we could all use some of that. So in the meantime, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, relax and enjoy life. We hope you've enjoyed our program today and perhaps have found some new techniques that you can apply to your daily life. Thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. Please join Leah Brenda Smith again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.